just because I, I do have more to offer doesn't mean I should just give just that give away. away. Yeah. yeah. While our dad is usually a main source of subject when discussing our personal and mutual dysfunction, we would like to emphasize the fact that having daddy issues or a father at all is not required to blame poor life decisions on your childhood or to join us in discussion. This podcast aims to create a safe environment for young adults to open up and reflect on how and why they are the way that they are and how to use or lose those behaviors going forward in a light, comical, and laid-back setting. Basically, we get drunk and get real about our choices, and we invite anyone and everyone to join us. We are an all-inclusive space. Childhood trauma spares no one. How was your week? Carl. (laughs) Carl. I hate myself. In or out? Remember when dad used to say that to us? Yes, in or out. You're letting the air conditioning out. If we were playing outside, it would be in or out. We couldn't come inside or outside we had to decide if we want yeah. to be in and out for the entire day. Yeah, because the air, because conditioning. The air conditioning was yeah. much more important than like yeah. us like, coming in to get water. Or food or sustenance yeah. of so any in kind. Or out. Yeah. We always chose out because that's where the fun was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> At least that triggered a dad related story. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Sorry. Carl. <laughs> crazy what have we even talked about this whole time like honestly and sometimes i'm like wow we're running out of stuff to say but then i'll think of some shit and i'm like i randomly come up with things throughout the week i'm like i'm like going through something in my life i'm like oh this is dad's fault yeah it's it's really easy to honestly come across (laughs) so easy (laughs) but how was your week well something kind of weird happened (laughs) so the other day so sean I'm sorry, Eduardo. <laughs> Her husband. My husband just started a I'm new pretty job. sure you've said his name. I before. have most certainly said his name before. All right, that'll be enough of that. Thank you so much. Uh, so, so uh, Eduardo slash my husband. Yes. He um he just started a new job, and he has to get up super early, and I don't super early meaning. The normal time that most humans get. It's like six in the morning. I mean, it's yeah, pretty that's early. pretty common. Okay. Well, I don't like it. So, okay, he chuckles in the background, but he did not wake up at six in the morning. For yeah, a but long it's pretty time. normal to wake yes. up at six a.m. So, he's up and he's trying like very hard to you know be quiet. We like we sleep in the living room. Our new place is two bedrooms where we were very specific about wanting our own spaces. So we sleep in the living room. It kind of looks like a studio apartment layout. We really love it, but getting ready in the morning while I'm trying to sleep is kind of difficult. So he, he's been really sweet about it. Like turns on the least like bright light and kind of sneaks around, like trying to quietly get his stuff together. And, um, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't, sleep talk a lot but when I do man it's weird you say some shit so I like shoot up in bed and I'm like Sean and he's like what I like can seriously still see him like he's like frozen mid sneak like huh and it's just like masturbation 1047 right (laughs) and he was like I I don't I don't know. And he just like, I just went back to sleep and he like goes and I'm like starting to wake up and I get up or whatever. And the day turns out to be horrible. Like the morning turned out to be horrible. I should have just stayed asleep. But the main thing is, the funny thing is, is that like, so 1047 is our new apartment number. Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. So like, like, I don't know like 
what I was talking about or dreaming about, but like there's rel- like it's rel- it's relevant is what I'm trying to say because that is our apartment number. Okay. And so this is embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> this is embarrassing. So I have like a lot of time on my hands now that he's like gone all day. Listen, like he just moved back and like pretty recently and I'm used to like a lot of alone time and me time, if you will. And he was gone for work and I was just like, you know, kind of distracted. And I was like, you're you know having what some I, me time. Yeah. I was like, I, I haven't time. done this in a while. I just kind of like, we got this new comfy ass bed guys. Like it, is amazing and it was calling my name and so like literally the day prior to this incident I did I, I had some me time much needed <laughs> and so, so no I like wasn't ratted, ran- so it was not, it was not random I totally ratted myself out like I sat in my bed and shouted masturbation 1047 right obviously that's nonsense it doesn't even make sense that's not a well, real I question mean, it's but a, it's relevant it's relevant yes so yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I have no idea. I feel a little uncomfortable trying to um, <laughs> tie this back, tie this to, back to dad. Like, I'm a little uncomfy. I have no idea. Um, um, <laughs> maybe, like... Hold on, give know. me a second here. Because I wouldn't say I felt, like, guilty at all. Like, I think it's perfectly natural. People are going to do it. Like, yeah. it is what it is. Um. But you felt like you you felt I somehow that like you felt like you needed to tell yeah, him. Yeah, I felt like I needed to tell him. And so, maybe, like after living through the deceit of our lives, honesty maybe, is the best policy. I guess. <laughs> but were you afraid to tell him? Like, would, like I don't know how y'all's relationship is. Nah, but like, I'm would very you open ever, about it. Yeah, like I figured you would like be okay telling him. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like it was suppressed or anything. It was, it was just so recent, and I mean, I don't, I don't often give him specifics or anything, like. Yeah. But you know, we're both aware that human bodies are human bodies, and that's normal. I think we're gonna go with. Also, I'm pretty sure, like, pretty positive that was like the first time, like, solo session I've had, like, since he moved back. So that yeah. could also have something to do with it. Yeah, cause that was new. But I just I have like a lot of time. You just wanted to be open with him, though. Even yeah, your subconscious sleeping yeah. self just wanted to be open with him and maybe scream it at him because uh, first thing in the morning as he's walking out the door to work. And we've seen <laughs> we've seen relationships where things are hidden yeah. and yeah. lies are told, and, and also where like not just that, but also where like human sexuality is frowned upon. Oh yeah. So this might not be like dad dad's fault, but it is our childhood's fault. Yeah. Like, we had to suppress. Stepdad, I feel like, mostly. Yeah, our mostly, stepdad yeah. was very, very religious. and Yeah, we had to suppress our natural instincts and feel ashamed and guilty for totally natural things. And Ooh, we'll have to talk about that one day uh-huh. because both of our stories of losing our virginity are just something yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. So, so I just think that maybe I just had to, like... Just let it out. Let it out. <laughs> like, whether Suppressed I... Suppressed for so long yeah. in childhood, just let it out. Well, <laughs> masturbation done 47, y'all. <laughs> masturbation time 47, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? Damn, you need to be careful. You'll never be able to keep a secret <laughs> because apparently you'll talk about it in your sleep. Yeah, and honestly, I got a video of my husband recreating the incident um and i'll definitely post that clip on instagram hilarious 
All right. So what are we talking about this week? All right. We're going to talk about my inability to properly rate myself, like, or, like, see myself as worthy, basically. Um, so your inability to see your, your yeah, worth. my self-worth, yeah. Um, it's been kind of happening my whole life. I've always, like, viewed myself as, I don't know, not necessarily the underdog. I'm naturally good at a lot of stuff. Yeah, definitely. But I never really sought out, like, proper training on really anything I ever did. I mean, even in dance, like, I quit on it early, but I was always a good dancer, Mm -hmm. you know? Gymnastics, I was a good gymnast, but I couldn't do bar and vault, so I leaned to cheer, and I kind of just stuck to what I was naturally good at and didn't ever really, like, let myself become great at anything. And I decided that kind of, like, really young. Like, I mean, I would say with fashion, I think I, I studied really hard on that and stuff, but... That started in, like, high school. Yeah, you that was interested a little bit in fashion later, design. Yeah. But even that, I think I could have done more had I, like felt like I like the need to work hard like I see how you view your goals and how you have to work towards them and how hard do you how much effort you put in and I think if I had just applied a fraction of that effort to things like wow where would I be right now but so do you think that you're like you not putting effort into things that how does that connect to you not seeing your work well I feel like over time subconsciously it has like devalued my knowledge of things because I haven't put in the training required to know those things okay from the outside looking in it's like wow you're good at that I would like input on that or I would like to hire you or I would like to know I would like to be taught by you and in my head I'm like hmm I kind of just do it and don't ask questions you know and so how can I value that how can you put yeah I get what you're saying so Let me see if I understand what you're saying. So, for example, with, let's say, your pole dancing, Mm -hmm. you kind of were self-taught mostly. No, like, formal, like, you're not, like, a certified pole instructor or anything. So, because you were naturally good at it, you kind of just did it, and then someone was like, hey, can you teach at my studio? And you're like, Mm -hmm. sure. And because you weren't formally trained, you feel like you don't have the you're not in the place to be like, well, I, you need to pay me this much because Correct. you kind of were just self-taught because you were naturally good at it. And so you're not sure where to label mm-hmm. how much you should be paid and what your worth is and stuff like that. Right. And I think that with a lot of things, I, I like see hard work as a form of currency. And it's not to say that I don't work hard because I do, mm-hmm. but I like to do like the long round hard path versus like I could get certified and not I mean I would probably still have insecurities like don't get me wrong but I have these specific ones but instead I like to fight and work and always take the more difficult yes, path always basically. and I don't see that as valuable to other people I see it as valuable to me okay and it shows in the relationships I make, too, like, as far as people that I hold close, if I see someone working hard, that's how I value it more so than, like, I have such and such certification, I have such and such education, blah, blah, blah. Like, 
that means less to me. If someone has been through the nitty gritty and like, and it's so weird because I chose to do that. It wasn't like, but that's, that's where I see value, but I don't see that as like a mainstream form of recognition for value. So you see value in having like the title behind it and having this cert- like no, like the hard work. Oh, okay. Like the amount of hours put in, the amount of effort put in. Um, and honestly, like someone who chooses to do it themselves is more respectful to me than a certificate. And that's across all boards. But and and that's not to say that I don't respect someone who studies and do, does mm-hmm. all the things that they do. I'm just saying, like, for me and for myself, I find that working hard. It makes me feel good. But then I, then I come up later and I'm like, well, I don't have any proof of anything. Where do you think that came from? Like, where do you think you always choosing the roundabout path that most people don't take came from? I honestly have no idea. I mean, I mean, dad definitely did. You but know. He, he always had to work a lot. Ten times harder. Like, I know. Instead of working 40 hours a week, he worked 80 because... But I think it fulfilled him. And I think I'm honestly heading down that same path. Like, I see myself doing it. You know, he wasn't always working 80 hours, but I think it started with small, you know, when he was working smaller jobs and and working and working and working and then, like, met someone who pushed him ahead. And, you know, he was right at the cusp of everything, just almost about to, like, get that big break. But it was just always working so hard and um, not knowing his own value for sure. Definitely. To that. Do you think that it fulfilled him or do you think that he felt like he needed to do it um, in order to feel fulfilled? I don't know if that made sense at all. So I think it is like a short-lived feeling, which is why you have to keep doing it. It's almost like a drug. It's like if I work really hard, you get this like adrenaline pump of like, wow, I accomplished that and I did that and it was like physical labor or it was like exhausting to do but I made it through it's almost like proof of life Mm -hmm. like checking your pulse like I just sprinted for five hours straight you know it feels like that and it's short-lived though so then next thing you know you need to be right back in it again do you think it's just like you trying to prove your worth like so you just take on a lot to in order to like find a way to make up for the fact that there's nothing like nothing written in stone as far as what I've accomplished kind of thing. I don't know. But it's not just in poll either. It's also, like, in um, graphic design. I mean, I tell myself that too. And I, I just, I don't know. I think I'm just stubborn, honestly. But I don't know. It's, like, hard to identify and, like, see myself as valuable with, like, what I've taught, like, what I've learned. I feel like, I don't know. I think because you do it differently than other people, like, obviously we all compare ourselves to other people and it's natural, but since you've done it differently, you're going to naturally compare yourself to other people who might have done it the more mainstream way. And because of that, and because that is more accepted by society and stuff, like say someone who has a degree or something like that, you're going to automatically compare yourself to those people and feel like maybe maybe you don't really, maybe you can look at those people and be like, yeah, I'm just as good as them, but you maybe feel like subconsciously other people aren't going to view you as 
at that same level just because you don't have that certificate or that degree behind your name. And so automatically, like, you feel like you need to devalue yourself a little bit. Yeah, and I think it's a lot easier. It's not just about not knowing, like, the price tag. It's also about, like, being easily taken advantage of because I feel like – so, okay, so – I can honestly say when you're working for something as opposed to um, as opposed to like studying, getting it, like when you go to school and you study for something and you come out, there's a certain level of expectation that I'm going to get such and such job and that's what I'm going to be doing and that's my task and I know what it's going to be because I got such and such degree mm-hmm. or I got such and such certification. Now, when you're working your way up and this happened in both and in graphics I find that you have to get noticed in other ways besides saying like hey I studied I know what I'm talking about da 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 you almost feel like you have to overcompensate or at least I do because I don't have a piece of paper that says I have this knowledge I have to prove I do and what I tend to do is kind of become a yes man If someone comes to me for something, whether it's putting up polls before and after and taking down polls before and after class, whether it's doing uh, marketing or um, doing things that aren't in my job description, I do them because I want them to think, you know what, Gloria has has my back. She'll do it. I can count on her. So if nothing else... They want me around for that reason. And that gives you that gives you a worth right. in their eyes. Exactly. It gives them more you somehow. Right. But then what ends up happening and what has happened to me is I get the gig or I get the job that I'm looking for. I worked for it by doing those things. And the questions don't stop. I'm still a yes man. The requests don't stop piling up. So now I'm doing the gig I wanted that I was doing those requests for in the first place by working my way up. But on top of that, I'm still being asked for more. So it's easy to be taken advantage of. Or when you those, don't know your worth, it's so easy to be taken mm-hmm. advantage and of. And for those lines to be blurred, because if you study for something, if you get a certification for something, you say, okay, this is what I got it for. This is what I'm going to apply it to. This thing that I got it for. And when you're just trying to get your foot in the door, you're willing to do anything, or at least mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. To be able to get my foot in that door. Because I know that once I'm in there, I'm good. I know, like, it's not a lack of confidence in my abilities. I know I can do anything I want. Mm-hmm. I, can, I, I can, and I will. But it's the fact that I have to do all of these other things that people wouldn't have to do otherwise to get myself in the position to do it. And then I've made a reputation for myself to where oh, she'll say yes to whatever I ask of her. So it kind of seems like you don't see, like you said, you don't lack the confidence in yourself. So you know your ability, but you're just afraid that other people don't see it. Yep. So like if I say I'm worth this much money for a design, I'm afraid someone will say, no, you're not. If I say I'm worth this much money for a private lesson, I'm afraid they'll say, no, you're not. If I start advertising that I'm going to go off on my own and teach online classes, if I start advertising that my private my private lesson um, rates have gone up, I'm afraid they're going to tell me no. Why are you afraid of that, though? If you're confident in your 
what you have to offer. If someone says no, why not just say, okay, if you don't see it, then see you later. Yeah, that's where I'd like to get to. I'm trying to find out how to get there because I know I'm worth more, but I'm I'm scared of being knocked down. And sometimes like and sometimes you need to be knocked down. So sometimes I feel like, well, maybe I just need to be put in my place, but I don't want my confidence to be shaked, you know, shaken. Like I I don't know. Yeah. Did you see it like manifest in childhood at all? Like when did you, when like, thinking back, when is your first memory of I guess feeling like this? Uh, a good one is like the first time I did um, theater. I like I tried out and I made it and everything, and I didn't really connect with people, and I felt like I was, I went in with a friend, so it was just like me and her separate from everyone else kind of thing, and. Um, like I was naturally talented at that too. And looking back, like people liked me and wanted me to come back, but I just kind of was like, Oh no, like they, they didn't think I was any good. And so I just never did. And it took me years to go back to it. And I like, that's like a big regret of mine. I wish I would have done it more when I was little. Um, but the first like all-star cheerleading team I ever tried out for, I think I saw an ad in like a magazine or a newspaper or something and I was like I'm gonna go do that I, d- I didn't even tell mom I had our babysitter take us really uh-huh. wait which one uh power it's called power something all stars no before- who took you oh I don't want to say her name I guess you don't say her name. <laughs> yeah okay so our she- main babysitter okay <laughs> um and yeah, and I remember going and being like, whoa, this is intense because this is not your normal audition process for a cheerleading squad, at least up until, like, up until then. I'd All-star never seen cheerleading it. is a different world. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember being so excited and going home and practicing the routine, and mom was pissed. Burger was pissed. They were so mad. And they just, like, they did not want me to do it. I, was just, I didn't understand. I was like, <laughs> I want to do this, you know? Yeah. But I definitely did not feel good enough. And it sucks because so, I, I got taken out of that right when I started feeling like I so was So that's almost to... different than what you're saying your current life is, though. Because you're saying, like, with the theater and the all-star cheerleading, you said, like, you kind of didn't feel good enough going into those things but then now you 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 do have like self-confidence you just don't know you just don't know how other people view it I think though like those early experiences because I went and auditioned for that cheer squad after I had already like quit all of my formal training so I felt like an imposter walking in there and like same thing with theater I stopped dancing I stopped singing I stopped like doing any of the things necessary to do that and so in order to protect myself from that, I don't want to say I'm worth something for someone else to say that I'm not because I don't ever want to feel like I felt then. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. It's like a, co- it's a, it's a coping mechanism for sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's normal. Like, some people are going to say, no, thank you. I don't want your service. It's out of my price range. Yeah. But it's it's just a fear. 
it's it's just working towards having that self-esteem that you're okay with someone saying no but that's like obviously so much easier said than done right I constantly surprise myself like especially in graphic design and like I think that's normal with any any art form like you you think that your capabilities are like at max Mm -hmm. and then you challenge yourself for something and you do it and then all of a sudden like your bar moved first of all that's terrifying because now you can't let it drop below a certain point and also like you're trying to maintain this new found level Mm -hmm. which is hard man like and you never know it's so wishy-washy you never know like what state of mind you're gonna be in how how you're gonna feel I like I wish I could literally assign a price to my work based on my mood like hi I'm gonna let you know I'm having a weird month I don't know I'm pretty emotional so I'm gonna give you a discount this month yeah I guess it (laughs) is hard to assign a price to things that are more subjective mm-hmm. in you say you make a logo for someone it's so like a logo that you make I could love but someone else could hate so exactly it's, it's hard to know what like how to place value on that mm-hmm. but I guess it's just maybe finding as long as you are happy with it mm-hmm. and it, you're in a creative field so you're not going to be able to please everyone. Like me going into the medical field, I it's a very it's a very objective thing. Like yeah. you find an answer to something and you you fix it. But I think it's it's going to come from you as long as you're happy with your work and maybe you need to get, create a brand for yourself and then people yeah. will know that's what they're getting when they come to you. And as long as you're happy with your work, they know what they're going to get because you have this this brand associated with you and then you can set a value to it. Yeah, and I think I just thought about this right now, but so kind of backing up back onto what I said about like me constantly raising a bar. I feel like especially within these past 3 years, I have grown so much both in my design capabilities and in pull that I I like can't stop to say like Yes, this is me. This is where I'm at because tomorrow, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, I'm going to be somewhere else. Like I don't I don't want to say like this is this is me. This is what I can offer because I could literally do something tomorrow that just like breaks through my own barriers. And then, almost, you, then you reassign your value. I know, but it's just like, I don't know, that's like a weird thing that's actually it is on my mind. It's just different because say you're working in a job where you're not your own because basically a lot of what you do is freelance so if you're working in a job that you know you're not your own boss when Mm -hmm. you you know level up they give you a raise but that's someone else giving you that value right what is really hard for you I think is you have to assign that own value to yourself Mm -hmm. and I think that that's just really difficult for anyone to do anyone I think we're really used to like people assigning value to us within our career and when you have to do that for yourself that's I feel like that's just something that's really difficult to do because you're like am I being cocky am I Uh am I thinking I'm better than I am and then I think that leads you to like lowball yourself because you don't want to be seen as like this person who's 
people will look at you and be like, well, who does she think she is? Mm-hmm. And it's also specifically with pull, like, okay, let's say like I want to raise my prices in private. I, I do have to compare myself to like other people, like, in, like competitively in the industry to where I'm like, okay, are people going to actually come and pay me at this price? Do I lower the price, sacrifice what I view as my worth in order to get more privates and make more money? But then I'm putting out there that I'm not worth the amount of money that I think I'm worth. It's like a balance. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's it's complicated. I am working on it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just gonna take me putting myself out there and definitively saying these are my prices. So and that taking way, rejection. I, yeah, and taking it, and then and then I can always lower them or raise them from there. And like, I think too this world of um like freelance independent contracting like that's still fresh to me I for a long time like you said was assigned a value Mm -hmm. and so you know now that it's up to me or like when I was a server I had to work for my value and that's probably actually a big part of why I work like I do and I think that I deserve stuff when I work hard because I worked for tips you know I I put in the effort and I got paid out more. I, my brain correlates those two things. Mm -hmm. And when you're working for a paycheck, you have to understand that it doesn't matter if you work harder, you're still getting the same paycheck, you know? And if you're assigning value to yourself, that's completely out of the realm of possibility when you're, when you're used to working for like a constantly ever changing value. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's something I'm working on because I need to be able to set boundaries. I need to be able to say, Hey, this is what I'm worth. This is what I'm going to do for the amount that you're going to pay me. No more, no less. And know that like, I'm not going to, um, use my other out, outstanding skills as a form of compensation because that to try to prove or to, or, or in exchange for money because, or for, for other, like as a trade, because, it gets messy when I say, hey, I'm also a graphic designer. Well, okay, cool. Well, what if you do that for me and then I give you this, but I'm also teaching? But it's like, it gets so messy and so easy for me to feel like, huh, all of a sudden I'm offering graphics, I'm offering marketing, I'm offering teaching, you know, and not getting a lot in return. Like there's no definitive terms of what is getting reimbursed to me. It gets really, really easy for me and to get And do you think you take on all of that stuff because you're trying to improve your worth or? Well, yes. I see it as, as a way for me to get my work out there. I see it as a way for me to um, get my name out there, you know, networking and stuff like that. And obviously, like, there's certain trade value and stuff. But I don't know if the payoff has been worth the stress I think that's what I'm kind of learning and coming to terms with that as much as I thought I was getting, I wasn't really getting, and I ended up with the short end of the stick. And so I have to learn from that experience and know going forward that just because I, I do have more to offer doesn't mean I should just give just that give away. away. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's even more dangerous than not even being able to, if I can't even put a price tag on the thing I'm, directly offering you and now I'm offering you more things on top of that yeah that's a dangerous game yeah people will definitely take advantage <laughs> yeah. of that so I need to step back take away the extra crap 
figure out how to actually price for the stuff I'm paid to do. And then I can start seeing what else is, you know, available. Yeah. I think I just got a little ahead of myself. And I want to say, just to, just to relate it back to blaming it on dad, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the early episodes, we talked about how your initial reaction to dad leaving was being like, well, we're too good for you. Maybe a little bit subconsciously your whole life you've kind of felt like you need to prove your worth. Oh, yeah, for sure. I felt that with our extended family, too. I mean, I was called lazy really young. Yeah, I remember that. That shit sticks with me. So you're trying to constantly prove that. Yeah. But I feel like it's, like, been done now. I can maybe take take a a step back. (laughs) Take a step back and reevaluate and actually take time to, to see what I'm worth. Yeah. Well, I think you're worth the world <laughs> thanks cheese ball <laughs> it's a step in the right direction i though. think everyone has issues with defining their worth especially in a world that it's so easy to compare yourself to others mm-hmm. so something that we all need to work on hell yeah well thank you for joining <laughs> us <laughs> i guess that's it know your worth that's the lesson know for your today. worth people um Y'all should write to us. Let us know if you can relate to any of this, if you have experienced any situations where you've had to um, like place monetary value on a skill that you have and have struggled with it. I would love some feedback if you have any. Um, and uh, you can... I was sorry. I was going to add, even not just monetary value, but like knowing your worth in like relationships oh, yes, and stuff yes, like that. Bigger like, than that. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing, it, knowing it what spans so much further. Yeah. Than that. But yeah. Plug our Instagram real quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> Instagram. Daddy uh just kidding. Underscore underscore daddy issues. Just kidding. Underscore underscore daddy dot issues. And our Twitter is underscore underscore daddy issues. So give us a follow. G is always posting great content on there. If you need a little laugh, you need yes. something to relate to. <laughs> because it's always our dad's fault. Always. Thanks, Dad. Bye.